From the hills of central New York, in the heart of the Finger Lakes, this is Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, Frank Rossi. My guest on this special episode of Frankly Speaking is Laura Arias, the golf course superintendent at Marco Simone Golf Club in Rome, Italy, site of the 2023 Ryder Cup. Laura is a native Spaniard with a degree in forest engineering from Universidad of Valladolid and a master's degree in golf and sports fields from Estudios Universitarios in Andalusia, Spain. Laura spent 18 months in the U.S. as part of the Ohio State program working at the Robert Trent Jones Golf Club in Virginia, TPC Scottsdale in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina. Before returning to Europe and eventually joining her partner Alejandro Reyes in preparation for the 2018 Ryder Cup at Le Golf National. She became the superintendent at Marco Simone during the renovations in 2020, then hosted three Italian Opens and now the Ryder Cup in September of 2023. It is hard to imagine anyone more prepared than Lara for this event. Before we get to my conversation with Laura, I want to remind listeners that if you are frustrated with your equipment delays, maybe you should consider buying your sprayer from a sprayer company, not a mower company. And our partners at Frost Spray Technology Products are just the company you should be considering. The experts at Frost offer the latest technology and can deliver what you need when you need it. Precision applications require the right equipment to get the product applied at the right rate at the right time. Frost Spray Technology Products has the expertise you can rely on. Buy your next sprayer from a sprayer company, not a mower company. Learn more about all that Frost offers at frostserve.com. That's frostserv.com. Welcome to Frankly Speaking, Laura Arias. It is such a joy to have this time with you, and it's completely inappropriate for me to ask you to do this when you're so busy getting ready for the Ryder Cup this coming year. But I couldn't resist, as I was watching the women this past week at the Women's Open and seeing the buildup for it, that I was like, okay, this is the person I would love to have a conversation with who's going to be the center of the spotlight in a few months, and the lights are going to be pretty bright. So thank you for taking the time. Welcome to the show. I hope things are going fairly well so far there. Thank you so much, Frank. It's it's a pleasure to be here today with you. Thank you so much. Let's start with the basics. How'd you get here? Obviously, it looks like you started out in forestry, uh, wanting to study trees, which is uh, sometimes a bit odd. Stan Koska, who has been on the show, has studied forest as well and now is in turf. Did your interest in the natural world start from where you grew up? Talk a little bit about growing up and getting interested in plants and forestry. Yeah, so everything started as a forestry engineer. Is right. Uh, however, I wanted to find a, a better world for me. I mean, I didn't saw my future as a forestry engineer and the greenkeeping world came to me one day. Mm. So I started to search to find more information regarding greenkeeping. Mm. I didn't know anything about greenkeeping. I mean, I'm not coming from a golf family. Nobody in my family play golf. So at the beginning, my family thought, Lara, are you sure that you want to go to the south of Spain to do a turf program to work on a golf course? You've never been on a golf course. Why? But, you know, I got 
a great feeling on my first time on a golf course doing a, a internship. The feeling was great. And for my family, it was, was very difficult to understand that I was an engineer and I was doing an internship on a golf course, working 40 hours per week. For example, in Spain, when you are doing an internship, you don't get paid. No. So basically, I say to my family, look, I am going to do this because I think it's going to be the best for my future. I really want to learn about grasses, about golf courses, but I am going to need your help because I don't have more money to pay the rent of my apartment. <laughs> so my family was the best support on this challenge because it was a huge challenge for me. So you had your engineering degree and then you went down to get a master's and mm -hmm. then the internships in the south of Spain before you got involved in the Ohio State program. Yeah, that's right. So in Spain, we have a tour program on the south of Spain. So during one year, you have the opportunity to do an internship on different golf courses. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, the first step for us. Go there, south of Spain, work uh, on the best golf courses, and later on, to go to the United States. Many people from Spain, uh, we do exactly the same. Mm. Firstly, we are going to do an internship in Spain. We are going to get experience because we needed it. Mm -hmm. And later on, if we really want to be one day a great superintendent, we know that it's very important to go to the United States to learn from you. <laughs> you were saying you went to the south of Spain. Where are you from in Spain? I am from the north of Spain. So it's like 800 kilometers far away. Okay, so that was a big move as well as taking a job that didn't pay and then coming to the States. When you decided to come to the States, what did your family have to say about that? I mean, they didn't understand anything. <laughs> I mean, you are an engineer and now you are on a golf course with a streamer. No, they didn't understand anything, but it's true that I've been very, very po positive since the beginning. And I try to calm down my family to make sure that they understand what I am doing. No, I really thought that was a risk. But since my first day on a golf course, I fall in love with green keeping. And I knew that one day this will be my future. Yeah. So you finish up in the south of Spain, you connect to the Ohio State program, and now you have TPC Scottsdale, Quail Hollow, Robert Trent Jones. You got to see many parts of the United States that many Americans don't even get to see. So talk about a little bit, maybe some fear that you had to come to the United States and the excitement of what you were going to learn and how it went when you first got here? Well, uh, the highest state program gave me the best opportunity of my life. No? Mm. Always I wanted to go to the United States and I never imagined that I will get this great opportunity. Also, I must say that was very hard. I mean, 18 months in the United States, working a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I had 
three great experiences. Mm. The first one, as you say, was at Robert and John in Gainesville, Virginia with uh, Scott. And I will tell you something. At the beginning, I didn't speak English. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first meeting with Scott on his office with the other interns. And I was just super nervous because... <laughs> I think that I understood probably 25% of the conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> after six months uh, working there, on the last meeting with Scott, I say, thank you so much for everything. I learned many things here about greenkeeping and also thank you because now I can speak English. And he started <laughs> to laugh. <laughs> so you joined a crew that probably had many Spanish speakers on it. Yeah, from Mexico. Yeah. So it was all right. I mean, I did my best to make sure that I don't make any mistakes because of the language. So, yeah. for example, every time that the assistant said to me, okay, Lara, you are going to cut the greens. My answer was, okay, so I am going to cut the greens. Yes, Lara, you are going to cut the greens. Just, just to make sure that I understand yeah. everything correctly because I don't want to make mistakes because of the language. That's right. So, all the time, I repeat everything to the assistant until one day... I was confident and, and was all right. But that's another thing. I mean, green keeping gave me the opportunity also to learn language. When I went to the United States, I didn't speak uh, English. And now I can speak English, French, Italian. So it's fantastic. Yeah, and I will say your English is excellent. I often talk to my students that when they go out on internships, that having some Spanish is really a benefit. And a couple of our interns from Cornell that went out were good Spanish speakers. And one of the things they tell me is that the Spanish speakers on the crew really support you. If you reach out to speak to them, they want to help you be successful. There's no competition sometimes like American students or interns are competing and competing to be the best. Being welcome into that Spanish-speaking crew had to make you feel a little more comfortable as you adapted to not just the language, but you went to Virginia. I mean, you know, that's that's the American South a little bit. So culturally, it's very different from where you come from. What were some good experiences that you had there, not maybe just at Robert Trent Jones, but then you went out to the madness of TPC Scottsdale that might have felt a little bit more like home with temperature and culture down there. Did you work the waste management tournament? Yes, it's correct. I mean, all the experience that I have lived in the United States uh, have been amazing. Robert Trenjong was the first one, but also they gave me the opportunity to go to Congressional mm-hmm. and was amazing. After Robert Trent Jones, yes, I moved from uh, Virginia to Arizona, TPC Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. And it's very well organized, it, no? because at the end, during the winter time, you need to go to Florida, Arizona to keep working. Mm-hmm. So that was a great idea to go there, to work on a golf course overseeded, and to prepare a tournament like uh, the West Management Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. The tournament is a great experience for us to work on a golf course with warm season grasses, uh, totally overseeded. 
How was that? Had you, had you ever seen the overseeding process or what it looks like when that grass is in its full glory? It must be quite an amazing thing. For me, when I travel out there, I'm in awe of what they do. That had to be quite an experience for you. Yeah, it was amazing. We arrived with, uh, during the overseeding. So it's good also to know that, no? to see mm-hmm. the process from, from zero, from the overseeding to the tournament week. Mm-hmm. That is when the golf course is going to be at the highest level. So in these experiences, you had Robert Trent Jones. You went over to Congressional, TPC Scottsdale, some tournament experience. Then you get to Quail Hollow. Were you there for the Wachovia and another tournament? Yeah. The last six months in United States, I've been in Charlotte, Quail Hollow, during the preparation of the PGA Championship. Mm. So I was very special, no? A golf course with uh, Bermuda grass, also Bermuda grass on greens. Mm-hmm. And the tournament for me, I think that was one of the most important of my life. Mm. Summertime was very hard. We have a storm during all the summer and the weather over there is very hot and humid. So the conditions are very extreme. Mm. And all the team was doing a great job. Keith is a leader. All I learned over there was amazing. Yeah. I'm very, very happy no, with all these opportunities in United States with the Ohio State program and with all the people that I met over there. So when you were working at these golf courses, did they give you opportunities to do more than mow? Were you getting to do some spraying? Were you getting a full experience? And in most cases in America, I'm sure you were one of the few women on the crew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, full experience in... In United States, I did many things, and yes, I I was the only one on the on the team. For example, at Quiet Hollow, yeah. was the first time for them. Yeah. And one of the things that I remember is the last day after the tournament, Keith came to me and said, "Thank you. I am very very happy that you joined the program because I knew I knew that they were a little bit afraid to have a, a woman." on the queue for first time. Hmm. So I think that moment means a lot for me, no? Mm-hmm. He really appreciated the work that I did mm-hmm. and we didn't have any issue because I was a woman, because there was a woman on the team. Ah. However, the first two experience I was not alone. Ah. In Robert Trent Jones and TPC Scottsdale, there was another woman with me. Ah. Yeah. So two women together on the Ohio State program. Denise from Scotland. She is a really hard worker, really, really hard worker. So all the time we've been working together on the golf course and also setting the apartment. So basically 24 hours together. And that helped me a lot, no? Because I mean, I arrived to United States and she helped me with the language and she helped me on my life. Later on, she left because uh, I got 18 months uh, visa. And she got only 12 months visa, mm-hmm. but was was a great experience to be there with uh, with her. And I'm sure you're great friends with her still. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, now she keeps working as, on a golf course and she has a baby, ah. two years old. And well, I am very, very happy for her, even if uh, I don't see her too much. It was was amazing the space that we share in United States together. Laura, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about your experience at Le Golf National and in anticipation of the French Open and the Ryder Cup. I'm Frank Rossi. I'm with Laura Arias, the golf course superintendent at Marco Simone Country Club in Rome, site of the 2023 Ryder Cup. This is Frankly Speaking. We'll be right back. The stressful conditions in the golf season often lead to serious issues such as basal rot and thracnose. Our partners at the Plant Food Company have products and programs that research has shown offer solutions to these critical issues that you can trust. So as you're putting together your nutrient management program, you can trust your plant food company rep to provide you with the latest technology that supports plant health and maximizes playability. Learn more at plantfoodco.com. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I'm Frank Rossi. I'm with Laura Arias. And we're going to start talking about coming back to Europe and the experiences that you brought with you from the United States. Where did you go when you first got back to Europe after your 18 months? Fran, I am going to be totally honest with you. When you come back to Europe after United States, it's very frustrating. <laughs> And I was uh, a little bit disappointed because it takes me a little bit of time to find a job. Hmm. So I did the tour program in Spain. Now I went to United States. I am super motivated. And the beginning was, was difficult. Later on, I worked with a consultant company. Mm -hmm. They were doing the renovation, the green complex renovation at Valderrama. Ah, Valderrama. Yeah. Ah. So back to Europe, my first experience was at Valderrama during the green complex renovation, nice. working with the GPR mm. and taking care of the renovation with the company. So it was, it was a great experience Yes, also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you had some construction experience when you came back. So this is yep. really rounding you out as yes. a turf professional, getting that construction experience. How long were you at Valderrama? It was just three months. Mm -hmm. And after that, in Spain, we were expecting to have more renovations. However, everything stopped it. Hmm. No more renovation. There is no budget to do that. Hmm. So at the end, I needed to find a, another job. Again, I didn't find a job on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so this is really surprising and good for people to hear that it speaks to your persistence. Right. I mean, many people would have given up. I'm sure your family is like, what the heck? You're here, you're there. And, and now what are you doing? So is that when you got involved with Le Golf National or did it take some time before you got involved there? It take me a little bit of time because uh, I got uh, another opportunity, mm -hmm. not on a golf course, but working on a soft farm with cool season grasses. Nice. 
in the north. In the north of Spain, feeding mm-hmm. beengrass, uh, ryegrass, fescue, and also, for example, the sod that is on the Real Madrid Stadium mm-hmm. on the Santiago Bernabeu. Yeah. And I am going to tell you something. It's a great experience. Yes, that had to be. Because always we are talking about golf course maintenance, aeration, blah, blah, blah. But all this experience in construction and seeding process helped me a lot when I arrived to Rome because the golf course was under full <laughs> renovation. Okay. So it was amazing and I think was very important for me. Probably in that moment, I didn't know that how important will be in the future. Mm. But now I am very pleased to work uh, for a few months there to learn about seeding process, to learn about harvest process. Mm. That was amazing. And yeah, I spent a few months there, okay? But I keep thinking all the time about golf, (laughs) all the time. I mean, always was my passion. And I went to United States to be a volunteer at TPC Soras. Ah. So I was at TPC Soras cutting green number 17. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting, very exciting. Super excited. And I was thinking about that. Like, I like my job. I have a great job, a good opportunity. But I really want to be on a golf course. So this is 2018. April, May, and Alejandro Reyes from Le Bon Nacional mm-hmm. got a greenkeeper opportunity available. So I said, look, okay, I am working as an engineer, but I really want to work one day on a golf course. So I prefer to move on, to take my car, to do my suitcase, quit my job, and I move from Spain to Paris to be a greenkeeper, even if I was expected to have a better position. I thought this is going to be a good idea. I am going to be in Paris. We are going to prepare the French Open, the Ryder Cup, as a greenkeeper, and I am going to learn a new language. It's so exciting that you welcome the opportunity to learn a new language. I'm wondering about why you feel it was hard to find a job. You had these great experiences, right? And then, you know, you're working on a sod farm, which is good work. I mean, that is a very, you're growing grass. You're not raking bunkers. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, doing anything. You're planting and harvesting and transporting. What do you think was hard about finding the job for that period of time? I'm sure there were jobs where people afraid of hiring a woman uh, What was the difficulty in your mind for finding a job? Yeah, for a long time, I thought about that. I thought it's because I am a woman. Hmm. But it's fine. The most important that I was very positive and I've been fighting to be on a golf course. Mm -hmm. So when you came to Sawgrass, is that when you met Alejandro or did you know Alejandro before you came and La Golf Nacional? Well... I met Alejandro in 2016 ah. during the Ryder Cup. I don't know if you remember that. In Hazeltine. Yes. We were there. I was there. Yeah. You you were there. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So ah. I met him in 2016 during the Ryder Cup. And later on in 2018, well, I took the decision to go there to Paris to work with him. And now what? Amazing, no? Yeah, I mean, of course. Open Ryder Cup. <laughs> That's <laughs> <What> right. <is? laughs> 
So I got to visit Alejandro at Legaf Nacional. He was doing spectacular work. I was amazed the amount of sand he was throwing on that golf course to get it ready for that tournament, which turned out to be a spectacular event of which, of course, the Europeans triumphed as they usually do on their home soil. That experience must have been like a drug in some ways. I want more of this. I want more of this. Is that how it then eventually got you excited to keep doing advanced tournaments and high-end tournaments like that. It, that must have got you very excited. And can you talk a little bit about that experience at Legaf Nacional? was uh, one of the best of my life. Uh, Alejandro did a great job at Leon Nacional as a superintendent. Uh, he was a, a leader. The team loved him. He gave me one of the best opportunities, no? Many people wanted to work there to prepare the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup is one of the biggest golf tournaments. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone wants to be part of this event. And I've been very lucky to be there in Paris with all the team and with Alejandro to prepare the Ryder Cup. Mm. It's true that during this conversation, we spoke a lot about tournaments. It's something that I love it. Tournaments uh, setup is amazing. Yeah. I mean, always you are going to be focused and you are going to work every day thinking that the golf course must be at the highest level for the tournament. So keep you motivated every day. Now, you had, by the time you got to Legaf Nacional, you had tournament experience in the States. Now you're focused and prepared on the Ryder Cup. What kinds of things were you doing? And I guess you had all this experience already, I'm sure you were now really contributing at a high level on the crew because you had so much experience, probably more so than many people that you were working with, although they did host the French Open every year at Legaf National. So they were used to tournaments, but nothing like the Ryder Cup. No, it was uh, the first time for them. Mm. It's true that the, the team was very solid. With all the, the experience every year hosting a French Open and give experience to the team that is amazing. And also to the volunteers, because you know one thing that is super important when you are going to host a Ryder Cup and you have tournaments the years before, the volunteers, if they come before the Ryder Cup, they are going to know the golf course. They are going to know the way Alejandro and the team works. Mm -hmm. And during the Ryder Cup, everything is easier for the superintendent, for the volunteers. And they deserve it, no? Okay, you are coming to the French Open. You are helping me to set up the golf course for the French Open. And later on, you are going to be on the Ryder Cup because you deserve it. And at the end, all the volunteer and the greenkeeping team, everyone is like a family. I'm Frank Rossi. I'm with the wonderful Laura Arias, and we are going to be back to talk about preparation for the Ryder Cup that's coming in September. This is Frankly Speaking. We'll be right back. The success of a modern golf course requires a functional soil. This function is very dependent on soil organic matter levels as well as temperature and moisture. 
Managing vital soil properties requires good physical property management, and for that, you should turn to Dryject Services that aerates, top dresses, and amends in one pass. Clearly, the value of sand injection can benefit soil nitrogen cycling and create those sand channels that aid in optimizing oxygen levels. Dryject Services offer the most effective way to get the most out of your sand applications. Contact your local Dryject rep for more information or visit dryject.com. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. Frank Rossi here with Laura Arias, who is now involved at Marco Simone in Rome. So now you have Spanish, you have French, you have English, and now you have my language, Italian. Tell me about how you got from Le Golf National to Marco Simone to be the superintendent, and then we'll get into the things you had to do once you got there. So how did you get involved with the next Ryder Cup, with this Ryder Cup that's coming up? Well, Frank, this is a professional history and also a love history, okay? As I say to you, yeah. I met Alejandro in 2016 during the Ryder Cup. Uh-huh. Later on, we've been together in 2018 on the Ryder Cup. And after that, we thought, okay, we are going to Spain. We are going to have a dog. We call her Ryder. <laughs> and we thought... We are going to be in Spain for a few years. The Ryder Cup is done. It's fine. We really enjoyed the Ryder Cup in Paris. It's fine. However, we got a call from Marco Simone in Rome, Italy, host venue of the 2022 Ryder Cup. And this happened in February 2020. So just two years before the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Alejandro and myself, we went to, to Rome for the first time to see the golf course. And in 2020, the golf course was under full renovation, closed, totally closed. Mm. And they wanted to have Alejandro as a superintendent, but was not possible because uh, Alejandro, after the Ryder Cup in Paris, he's working as a consultant with Sylvain Duval uh, on TIS. So um, we have a meeting with them, and uh, the proposal was to have a consultant Alejandro Reyes as a consultant and one superintendent. And at the beginning, I was not the first option. Hmm. There were another three persons to take the, the superintendent position. Hmm. My CV was one of, uh, one of these and was the owner of the golf course who took the decision to select myself as a superintendent. Hmm. So here we go. Okay, let's move on and... Let's uh, do the suitcase. And we move from Spain to Italy in 2020. But COVID, COVID. arrived to the, wor- to the world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so from February until June, we've been in Spain just waiting until Italy opened the frontier because it was impossible to come here. Mm-hmm. And well, we started in June. 2020, thinking and thinking that in 2022 you must host a, a Ryder Cup. But yeah, to host a, a Ryder Cup, first you must do the growing, you must open the golf course, you must host the Italian Open, and later on the Ryder Cup. And all of this just in two years. With COVID. With COVID, yeah. <laughs> later on, it's true that the Ryder Cup has been postponed until 2023, so we have one more year to work uh, on the golf course. And 
has been probably one of the most difficult uh, experience <laughs> of our lives, not only my life, also for Alejandro. Because when, when we arrived here, the golf course was under full renovation, there was a small team, was not clear, no? Hmm. And many people in Europe talking about Marco Simone, thinking that Marco Simone is going to host the Ryder Cup or they need to find another golf course. Because, oh. yeah, I mean, it's just two years and you have the golf course closed under full renovation. So it's a huge pressure because many people is talking about that. What is going on with Marco Simone? So, well, we started to do the growing. That's why at the end, even if at the beginning was very frustrated because I didn't find a work on a golf course, all the experience, all the steps helped me. So, well, we started with the growing. Uh, Marco Simone is a golf course with different type of grass. We have worst season grasses and cool season grasses. Worst season grasses on fairways, tees and approaches. Pass balloon. It's the first time that uh, we have uh, pass balloon in Rome. And it's true that the temperatures during winter time are very low. We have frost almost every day during two, three months. Mm. Rough is uh, fescue and the greens are being grass. Mm. <laughs> so, so let me step back. Mm -hmm. When you say it's under full renovation, you're telling me the whole place was dirt. <laughs> it, yeah. it hadn't been seeded. And now you're responsible for planting warm season and cool season grasses that don't thrive at the same time. So was the postponement to 2023 a good thing? It's difficult to say that, but it's true. That mm -hmm. was, uh, was a, a good thing because there was a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you say, I mean, the cool season grass is the fescue. When you see it in Rome with 40 degrees in August, very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> the, grow, the grow is super difficult. I mean, yeah, yeah. you need to oversee it again in October. But yeah, the golf course was um, nine holes being seeded in 2019. Okay. However, was not playable. Mm. Nine holes on growing and nine holes under totally renovation. The irrigation company to install all the, all the pipes and the sprinkle head. And at the same time, another company doing the shaping of the greens, everything. Because the golf course was totally, totally renovated. Before was a fascio design. And now is Dave from European Gold Design who make the new design of the golf course, thinking that this golf course is going to host a Ryder Cup. It's another very important point. A golf course that is going to host a Ryder Cup needs a huge amount of space for hospitalities, grandstands, spectators, roads. That's super important. Yes. The infrastructure, the build is we're getting ready now. We're next here in New York at Beth Page after you. I know you will see some of my colleagues uh, from the Beth Page Golf Course will be to visit you. So let's talk, if we can, about some of the grasses, because this is, of course, what we both love. I, I'm still a grass guy. You're a grass person. Paspalum, that's a very interesting choice for the fairways. Were you involved in that decision or was that decision had already been made when you got there? It was made before. 
Uh, so basically, when we arrived, uh, just we we did the growing. We didn't have uh, time to take a decision regarding the grass aspect. So um, we started the growing with Paspalum, Vengras, and Fescue at the same time. And the Paspalum here in Rome was uh, very difficult at the beginning. What I saw with Paspalum, the most important is the soil temperature. And in May, June, the soil temperature was not high enough for Paspalum. So it takes a long time until the germination mm. is done. On the fairways, Frank, we don't have sun capping. Okay. We should have some capping, but uh, well, we don't have it. And there is a huge seed bank. So when you see Paspalon with all the weeds that we have, it, the growing is very, very difficult. It's a, it's a challenge. Later on, it's going to be fine. But the first two months, all you see is going to be weeds, weeds everywhere. Ugh. And this is very frustrating, I would imagine, to see the weeds. Which paspalum were you planting? It's uh, pure dynasty. Pure dynasty. And you seeded it? Yes. Not sprigs or sod? Seed. That's why the soil temperature here was the key. I mean, there is a huge difference between May and when you seed it in August. August, September is fine. But later on, you know that here the paspalum goes in dormant between the first week of October, the second week of October. So you don't have too much time to do the growing. Okay, so this brings the next question. You will host the Ryder Cup in September. That feels like cold for paspalum. I'm sure you're confident it will look fine, but it must be on your mind that it's going to be cooler than Paspalum likes at that time of year. Yeah, it's true. It's now the right time for Paspalum in, in Rome, but in September it's going to be all right. I think it's the perfect timing for all the grasses. <laughs> for all the grasses, right. Yes. Because <laughs> the summer would be good for Paspalum and bad for the bent grass and fescue. Yes. And the cooler times would be good for the bent grass and cooler grasses and not as good for the mm -hmm. Paspalum. So... I know from my experience working with Kerry Haig, both for the Ryder Cup and the PGA Championship that we had at Bethpage, he's a very easy tournament director to work with. He doesn't seem to put too much pressure. He doesn't seem to get overly involved in all the aspects of this. What kinds of things are you talking about? You know, are the fairways where you want them? The green speeds, he doesn't really go crazy for green speeds. But I do notice at Beth Page now, he's asking us to widen the fairways. When he started to come and you had the place growing in and getting ready, was he giving you some direction on the things he wanted for the course that might have been different than the way it was originally designed? Yeah, it's true that we make a few changes on the golf course. And uh, the reason why we make a few changes is because between 2021 and 2023, we hosted three Italian Opens. So we have the feedback from the players. Mm. The tournament director has a lot of information because this golf course has been played before the Ryder Cup. Mm. And in Paris, the golf course did a great job. And if we want to make sure that the, the European team is going to be the, the winner, of the 2023 Ryder Cup, 
we should set up the golf course on the same way. No. Excellent. Of course, of course, as you should. This is a home course advantage. Okay, so as we wrap up, Laura, I want to thank you again for taking the time. I, I know you're really busy. We just saw recently you will be welcoming a little uh, Alejandro and Lara to the world uh, this coming fall. So that is the end of this year. So that is one thing I know you're very excited about. Have you begun to think about the other side of the Ryder Cup yet? What might lie there for Lara and maybe with the turf agronomic services? I know you're very excited and there's lots of work to be done. Have you given yourself a chance to think about what might be next for you? Yes, I already thought about that, as you can imagine. Right now, I am super happy to be here, to be with the team, very proud of the team. You cannot imagine all the work that they did to make this Ryder Cup possible. But it's true that I came here to do this project, to do the growing of the golf course, open the golf course, host three Italian Opens and the Ryder Cup. And as soon we host the Ryder Cup, my contract is done. My time in Italy is over. So, well, at the end of the year, we are going to have a baby girl. And in 2024, I am going to keep working with PIS, but uh, not as a superintendent. I am going to join the company as a consultant. They have different projects. So, well, I am going to help them as much as possible. Well, I wish you nothing. But the best of luck, I know with all your hard work and the team and Alejandro, that it will be a spectacular event that we will all be rooting for you. And also, we will, of course, be rooting for our American team. Um, <laughs> and maybe we will get to see each other and meet each other when you come to Bethpage, if you do, in 2025. We will welcome you and Alejandro and maybe a little one uh, to the country uh, at that time. Laura, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been a joy to speak with you. It's also been a joy to watch as you're getting the attention and accolades that you so well deserve. And I know you're very proud of your team for making this wonderful event come together. And I'm sure it's going to be a great celebration. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you to you, Fran. We'll have a great celebration for sure. I'm Frank Rossi. This is Frankly Speaking. Thanks to Laura Arias. Frankly Speaking is brought to you by our friends at Dryjack, the only machine that aerates top dresses and amends in one pass, the plant food company providing nutrient management solutions to golf course superintendents to enhance playability, and Frost Inc. spray technology products who strive to make your spray day a great day. You can listen to us on Block Talk Radio, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Frankly Speaking is produced at Rep Studios in downtown Ithaca, New York by Nate Richardson. Big thanks to marketing and business management, John Kiger. Graphic design, Nicole Rossi. Theme music, Tucker Rossi. And executive producer, Peter McCormick. I'm Frank Rossi. Thank you for joining me. Two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.